You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to day 286. We're continuing in the book of Jeremiah. And it has finally happened. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has captured the people of Jerusalem and Judah and has dragged them off their land and brought them to Babylon. Now, there are some people left in the city of Jerusalem, including the king. So God gives Jeremiah a letter to read to the leaders of Judah who are captive in Babylon, so they will know what to do next. The situation seems hopeless, and the king of Jerusalem is looking for answers. So he goes to his fortune tellers, and he finds the false prophet, Hananiah, who tells him the biggest lie of all, and that is, everything is going to be okay. And there's this important moment where God makes Jeremiah wear a yoke. Look it up on Google Images. It's a wooden frame that usually goes around big old oxen so they can plow the land. And he has Jeremiah wearing a wooden oak as a symbol of God's people being captured and enslaved. But this false prophet Hananiah breaks the yoke off of Jeremiah to say, don't worry about it. God will release his grip on us. But God gets to write back and say that Hananiah is a false prophet. There is no hope for you guys in the next couple of years. But after 70 years, there is hope if they can just seek out and find the Lord. And we're also continuing in the New Testament, beginning the book of 2 Thessalonians. This is the second letter to that church. And I'll be giving a much more detailed introduction later in this episode. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Jeremiah chapter 27. The Lord made Nebuchadnezzar ruler. A message from the Lord came to Jeremiah. It came during the fourth year that Zedekiah, son of Josiah, was king of Judah. This is what the Lord said to me. Jeremiah, make a yoke out of straps and poles. Put the yoke on the back of your neck. Then send a message to the kings of Edom, Moab, Ammon, Tyre, and Sidon. Send a message by their officials who have come to Jerusalem to see King Zedekiah of Judah. Tell them to give the message to their masters. Tell them that this is what the Lord, all-powerful, the God of Israel says. Tell your masters that I made the earth and all the people on it. I made all the animals on the earth. I did this with my great power and my strong arm. I can give the earth to anyone I choose. Now I have given all your countries to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. He is my servant. I will make even the wild animals obey him. All nations will serve Nebuchadnezzar and his son and his grandson. Then the time will come for Babylon to be defeated. Many nations and great kings will make Babylon 
their servant. All your nations or kingdoms must serve King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. You must put yourselves under his control. I will punish any nation that refuses to do this, says the Lord. I will destroy that nation with war, famine, and disease. I will use Nebuchadnezzar to destroy any nation that fights against him. So don't listen to your prophets or fortune tellers. Don't listen to those who say they can find out what will happen in the future by interpreting dreams, talking to the dead, or practicing witchcraft. They will all tell you. You will not be slaves to the king of Babylon. But they are telling you lies. They will only cause you to be taken far from your homeland. I will force you to leave your homes, and you will die in another land. But that will not happen to any nation that is willing to obey and serve the king of Babylon. I will let them stay in their own land to live and work on their own farms, says the Lord. I gave the same message to King Zedekiah of Judah. Zedekiah, you must place your neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon and obey him. If you serve the king of Babylon and his people, you will live. If you don't agree to serve the king of Babylon, you and your people will die from war, hunger, and disease. This is what the Lord said would happen. But the false prophets are saying, You will never be slaves to the king of Babylon. Don't listen to those prophets, because they are telling you lies. I didn't send them, says the Lord. They are telling lies and saying that the message is from me. So I will send you people of Judah away. You will die, and the prophets who spoke to you will die too. Then I told the priests and all the people that this is what the Lord says. Those false prophets are saying, The Babylons took many things from the Lord's temple. These things will be brought back soon. Don't listen to them, because they are telling you lies. Don't listen to those prophets. Serve the king of Babylon. Accept your punishment, and you will live. There is no reason for you to cause the city of Jerusalem to be destroyed. If they are prophets, and their message is from the Lord, let them pray. Let them pray to the Lord about the things that are still in the Lord's temple in the king's palace, and in Jerusalem. Let them pray that all those things will not be taken away to Babylon. This is what the Lord, all-powerful, says about the things that are still left in Jerusalem. In the temple, there are the pillars, the bronze sea, the movable stands, and other valuable things. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon left those things in Jerusalem. He didn't take them away. He didn't take them away. When he took Jehoiachin, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, away as a prisoner, Nebuchadnezzar also took other important people away from Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord, all-powerful, the God of Israel, says about the things still left in the Lord's temple and in the king's palace and in Jerusalem. All those things will be taken to Babylon too. They will be brought to Babylon until the day comes when I, 
go to get them, says the Lord. Then I will bring those things back. I will put them back in this place. Jeremiah 28, the false prophet Hananiah. That same year, in the fifth month of the fourth year, that Zedekiah was king of Judah, the prophet Hananiah, son of Azur, spoke to me. Hananiah was from the town of Gibeon. He was in the Lord's temple when he spoke to me. The priests and all the people were there also. This is what Hananiah said. The Lord All-Powerful, the God of Israel, says, I will break the yoke that the king of Babylon has put on the people of Judah. Before two years are over, I will bring back all the things that King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon took from the Lord's temple. Nebuchadnezzar has carried those things to Babylon, but I will bring them back here to Jerusalem. I will also bring the king of Judah, Jehoiakim, son of Jehoiakim, back to this place. And I will bring back all of the people of Judah that Nebuchadnezzar was forced to leave their homes and go to Babylon, says the Lord. So I will break the yoke the king of Babylon put on the people of Judah. Then the prophet Jeremiah answered the prophet Hananiah. They were standing in the temple of the Lord. The priests and all the people there could hear Jeremiah's answer. Jeremiah said to Hananiah, Amen! May the Lord do that! May the Lord make your message come true. May he bring the things of the Lord's temple back to this place from Babylon. And may he bring all those who were forced to leave their homes back to this place. But listen to what I have to say to you, to all the people. They were prophets long before you and I became prophets, Hananiah. They spoke against many countries and great kingdoms and always warned that war, famine, and disease would come to them. The prophet who says that we will have peace must be tested. If his message comes true, people can know that he really was sent by the Lord. Jeremiah was wearing a yoke around his neck. The prophet Hananiah took the yoke from Jeremiah's neck and broke it. Then Hananiah spoke loudly so that all the people could hear him. He said, This is what the Lord says. In the same way, I will break the yoke of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. He put that yoke on all the nations of the world, but I will break it before two years are over. After Hananiah said that, Jeremiah left the temple. After Hananiah had taken the yoke off Jeremiah's neck and had broken it, the message from the Lord came to Jeremiah. The Lord said to Jeremiah, Go and tell Hananiah that this is what the Lord says. You have broken a wooden yoke, but I will make a yoke of iron in the place of the wooden yoke. The Lord All-Powerful, the God of Israel, is the one saying this. I will put a yoke of iron on the necks of all these nations. I will do that to make them serve King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and they will be slaves to him. I will even give Nebuchadnezzar control over the wild animals. Then the prophet Jeremiah said to the prophet Hananiah, Listen, Hananiah! The Lord did not send you, but you have made the people of Judah trust in lies. So this is what the Lord says. 
Soon I will take you away from the earth, Hananiah. You will die this year, because you taught the people to turn against the Lord. Hananiah died in the seventh month of that same year. Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 1 to 23. A letter to the captives in Babylon. Jeremiah sent a letter to the captives in Babylon. He sent it to the leaders, the priests, the prophets, and all the other people who Nebuchadnezzar had taken from Jerusalem to Babylon. This letter was sent after King Jehoiachin and the queen mother of the officials and the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem and the carpenters and metal workers had been taken from Jerusalem. King Zedekiah of Judah sent Alessa, son of Shaphan, and Gamariah, son of Hilkiah, to King Nebuchadnezzar. Jeremiah gave them the letter to take to Babylon. This is what the letter said. This is what the Lord All-Powerful, the God of Israel, says to all the people he sent into captivity from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Settle in the land. Plant gardens and eat the food you grow. Get married and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and let your daughters be married. Do this so that they also may have sons and daughters. Have many children and grow in number in Babylon. Don't become fewer in number. Also, do good things for the city where I sent you. Pray to the Lord for the city you are living in. Because if there is peace in that city, you will have peace also. The Lord, all-powerful, the God of Israel says this. Don't let your prophets and those who practice magic fool you. Don't listen to the dreams they have. They are telling lies, and they are saying that their message is from me. But I didn't send it. This message is from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Babylon will be powerful for 70 years. After that time, I will come to you people who are living in Babylon. I will keep my good promise to bring you back to Jerusalem. I say this because I know the plans that I have for you. This message is from the Lord. I have good plans for you. I don't plan to hurt you. I plan to give you a future you can look forward to. Then you will call my name. You will come to me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will search for me, and when you search for me with all your heart, you will find me. I will let you find me. This message is from the Lord. And I will bring you back from your captivity. I forced you to leave this place, but I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have sent you, says the Lord and I will bring you back to this place. You people may say, The Lord has given us prophets here in Babylon. But this is what the Lord says about your relatives who were not carried away to Babylon. I am talking about the king who is sitting on David's throne now and all the other people who are still in the city of Jerusalem. The Lord All-Powerful says this, I will soon bring war, famine, and disease against those who are still in Jerusalem, and I will make them the same as bad figs 
that are too rotten to eat. I will attack those who are still in Jerusalem with war, famine, and disease. I will cause such pain that all the kingdoms of the earth will be frightened at what has happened to those people. They will be destroyed. People will be amazed when they hear what has happened. And people will use them as an example when they ask for bad things to happen to other people. People will insult them wherever I force them to go. I will make all these things happen because the people of Jerusalem have not listened to my message. This message is from the Lord. I sent my message to them again and again. I used my servants, the prophets, to give my messages to them, but they didn't listen. This message is from the Lord. You people are captives. I forced you to leave Jerusalem and go to Babylon. So listen to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord, all-powerful, the God of Israel, says about Ahab, son of Koliah, and Zedekiah, son of Messiah. These two men have been telling you lies. They have said that their message is from me. I will hand them over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and he will kill them as the rest of you watch. They will be an example of a terrible way to die. Yes, in the future, when the Jewish captives want something bad to happen to someone, they will say this curse. May the Lord punish you like Zedekiah and Ahab, those men the king of Babylon burned in the fire. They did terrible things among the people of Israel. They committed adultery with their neighbors' wives. They also spoke lies and said those lies were a message from me. I did not tell them to do that. I know what they have done. I am a witness. This message is from the Lord. Second Thessalonians, an introduction. Paul probably wrote this letter only a few months after he wrote First Thessalonians. As in almost all of Paul's letters, this one also begins with thanksgiving to God for this church that he had started. Paul reminds the Thessalonian believers of their strong faith through hard times. He thanks God for them and all they have done because of their faith. And he tells them how happy he is that wherever he goes, he hears good things about them. He goes on to say that God is a just judge and will bring them relief. And God will also punish those who make them suffer. This letter has stronger language than 1 Thessalonians when it deals with some of the same problems. Paul also explains more fully some things he had already taught the church in Thessalonica, and he again tells them to use his behavior as an example to follow. Paul encourages them as they continue to suffer persecution. The church in Thessalonica was also now dealing with some new and confusing false teaching. Some of it had to do with concerns about the future. Paul did not want the believers to be fooled or upset by this teaching. He feared that they might believe a false prophecy or teaching, and this might lead them to think that the day of the Lord had already come. But Paul tells them in this letter that this is not true. Some other things must happen first, and Paul describes what they should look for. First, many more people will rebel against God. Then, after some time, a powerful representative of Satan will appear. This 
man of evil, will demand to be worshipped, and will fool many people. But the Lord Jesus will finally return and destroy him. Paul prays that God will protect the Thessalonians in such difficult and confusing times. He also asks them to pray for him and his co-workers. In the final section of the letter, Paul writes about something else that was causing problems in the church. Some believers were refusing to work. They wanted other believers to take care of them. These lazy people were becoming a burden on their church family. What they were doing was against Paul's teaching and his own example. It was even against the standards of their own Greek culture. Paul tells those who can work to work hard and support themselves. He says that if such people ignore these warnings, other members of the church should stay away from them. And this second letter to the Thessalonians, Paul thanks God for them and says God will bless them and punish their enemies. Then, in part two, he teaches them the truth about the coming day of the Lord. Then he prays again for them and asks for their prayers, and he ends the letter with a warning against being lazy and having thoughtless behavior. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 Greetings from Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church in Thessalonica that belongs to God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, we thank God for you always, and that's what we should do, because you gave us good reason to be thankful. Your faith is growing more and more, and the love that every one of you has for each other is also growing. So we tell the other churches of God how proud we are of you. We tell them how you patiently continue to be strong and have faith, even though you are being persecuted and are suffering many troubles. God will make things right. This is proof that God is right in his judgment. He wants you to be worthy of his kingdom. Your suffering is for that kingdom. God will do what is right. He will punish those who are causing you trouble, and he will bring relief to you who are troubled. He will bring it to you and to us when the Lord Jesus comes from heaven for all to see together with his powerful angels. He will come with burning fire to punish those who don't know God those who refuse to accept the good news about our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with a destruction that never ends. They will not be allowed to be with the Lord. They will be kept away from his great power. This will happen on the day when the Lord Jesus comes and receives honor among his holy people. He will be admired by all who have believed, and this includes you because you believed what we told you. That is why we always pray for you. We ask our God to help you live the good way he wanted when he chose you. We pray that he will give you his power to do all the good you want to do and to perform the works that come from your faith. Then the name of our Lord Jesus will be honored because of you and you will be honored because of him. This can happen only by the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 119, 
verses 25 to 32. This section is called Deleh. I lie here like a dying man. Say the word and I will live again. I told you about my life and you answered me. Now teach me your laws. Help me understand your instructions and I will think about your wonderful teachings. I am sad and tired. Say the word and make me strong again. Don't let me live a lie. Be kind to me and let me know your teachings. I have chosen to be loyal to you. I respect your laws. I follow your rules closely, Lord. Don't let me be put to shame. I do my best to follow your commands because you are the one who gives me the desire. Thank you, everyone. That was day 286. Join us for day 287, continuing in the book of Jeremiah. Seems like good news is ahead. God asked Jeremiah to get out a scroll and write everything down. And it's all about how God will restore Israel and Judah to their former glory. And in the New Testament, we're continuing in Paul's letter in 2 Thessalonians. Paul addresses some concerns of the Thessalonians that the day of the Lord has already come and gone, that somehow they missed it. And he reassures them that don't worry, when all the angels and trumpets come, nobody's going to miss the day of the Lord. And then Paul warns them to look out for someone called the man of sin. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.